Welcome back, guys, to Wrestling Ruined. I'm, of course, guys, Eddie Shepard. This is episode 15. Normally, we come in with a huge intro. Uh, as we're recording, it is August 6th. It is a Friday. August 5th, however, uh, if you guys listen to the intro, you know whose music that is. We lost beautiful Bobby Eaton. Guys, how shitty is it that we lost Bobby? One of the, the constant highlights that we've had in um, you know, our, the very few WCW episodes we've done has been Beautiful Bobby. He's a consummate uh, worker. I mean, the, Professional. The, the very definition of what a tag team wrestler should be. Like, there are guys who could learn so much from, from what uh, Bobby Eaton brought to the business. And um, I was lucky enough to meet him a handful of times. He was one of those guys that didn't matter if it was a, you know, 5,000 person, you know, small WCW house show or, you know, 20 people at the flea market. He would go out there and give a 110% every time. Uh, by all accounts, a, a tremendous human being, a uh, great husband, uh, and the fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame, you know, insulting on so many levels. Well, and the fact that it, it, he'll probably get inducted now, but it'll be where he can't enjoy it. Um, and I feel like, you know, the, the match he had with Alex Wright on... The Clash we watched, mm-hmm. I believe it was the Clash we yes. watched, was that we were debating on whether that was the match of the night or not. And he was really, you know, you watch just that match from what we've covered on our shows so far of how given he was to Alex Wright to try to put him over. I mean, he even let him kick out of the Alabama Jam, stuff like that. I mean, he was in the Dangerous Alliance, you know, Midnight Express, of course. But I mean, and, and even Arn Anderson said one of his best friends in the business was Bobby Eaton. I've, I've never heard anybody say yeah, a bad word. word. Yeah. Ever. No. Um, and I know we give Goldberg constant shit, and in a business terms, this would have made absolutely no sense. But early on in his career, when they were trying to decide like who's going to be the one to beat the streak, he suggested Bobby Eaton be the one to do it. And obviously, they're like, "Well, we're not going to do that." But it's just the, his respect for him. The sentiment, uh, despite how you may feel about you know William Goldberg, um, is is Remind one of one one of honor and one of you know everybody loved Bobby. Well, and if you even listen to Steve Austin on his podcast or Broken Skull Sessions or anything, he has time and time again said one of his career highlights was beating Bobby Eaton for the TV title. I mean, that was one of his greatest. He said one of his favorite matches was that was that match where he beats Bobby Eaton for the TV title, and then they were teammates in the Dangerous Alliance and things like that too. So, I mean. Well respected across the business and from all as aspects aspects and everyone involved. I mean, the outpouring on Twitter and social media has been crazy for it. People that you didn't even know really paid attention to Bobby Eaton, like Big E and people like that, have have, have put out memorandums. I made the point in our, in our group chat that you know, I mean, we 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 tend to give AEW a lot of shit. And I will continue to do so. And, I, and I'm one of those people that's sort of half in, half out on Jericho. You know, he's done a lot of a lot of things I love, a lot of things that like I think are embarrassing to the wrestling business. But the, to speak to the the quality human being that he is, uh, he donated five thousand dollars to Bobby's memorial fund. You know, to pay for funeral expenses and stuff. And man, I. Much respect, Chris. Uh, and you're—he's always consistently doing things like yeah. that. And um, I mean, he, he has the money, but that's not the point. It's—it's it's the fact that he takes the he, time and to do it. Yeah, he's so—he's so compassionate in those in those matters. So, uh, Chris, 
may give you shit from time to time, but on a human being level, you get uh, two thumbs up from me. Bobby Eaton has kind of been a staple of this area. Um, going back to working with Smoky Mountain, and of course, you know, the Carolinas are close to over here, and he's from Alabama. Alabama's not that far from here either. Um, a lot of people I know are um, in the wrestling business or clo- were close to Bobby. Oh, yeah. He just showed up at a couple of indie shows we went to Yeah, a few times. He just showed up and he wasn't booked or anything. Just come by to... You know, see some of the guys. I mean, there was a couple of shows in Sevierville. Um, there weren't NGW shows, but he just showed up at them. I remember one, like when they said he was in like really bad health, and he he still came to the show. I mean, he didn't look good at that time, but that was that was probably ten years ago. So, well, I, I I'll tell a real quick story before we uh, before we hop along. Um, so. The Midnight Express and, and Cornette were, were going to do a, an appearance at a Fanboy Expo in Knoxville, and due to some shady shenanigans, um, uh, Corny uh, <laughs> didn't show, and Stan Lane didn't show, but Dennis Condry and Bobby Eaton showed, and they went out of their way to to give back to the people who had uh, you know wanted to meet the whole crew, and I mean I don't know this for certain, but this is just what people I know that, you know, sort of work within uh, the hierarchy of those cons is that they, they were giving people like pictures for free mm-hmm. because they were, you know, they didn't want to disappoint their fans. Yeah. So that just goes to show that it wasn't about the money with the guy. He, he genuinely, genuinely being. good human being. And if anybody deserved, you know, the riches that the wrestling business could give you, it should be uh, should have been Bobby Eaton, and I'm hoping that you know if he does get inducted in the Hall of Fame, that at the very least his uh, his wife and his family will reap the benefits financially from that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. and we'll, that being bright side, we'll get Bobby Eaton in a video game because that's fucking cool, and a figure which is yeah. fucking cool too. Really quick, Brandon, on um, there was a timeline of Jim Cornette where he talks about um, all of them basically getting fucked on pay out of Jim, by Jim Hurd. Mm-hmm. Uh, which led to Stan Lane leaving, Corny leaving, but Bobby stayed. Yeah, the the reason was is it wasn't that he wasn't loyal to, to Corny and Stan and, and everything, because Corny already had the the foundation laid for what was going to become Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and, and Bobby would have played a big role in that. But he looked at it, you know, in very frugal financial terms of like, listen, you know, I I'm I'm not going to be utilized probably great here. But it's steady work, and you know Turner's got deep pockets, you know, and he worked there yeah. for God up until, until two thousand, yeah, believe. almost the end. Well, and the thing of it is, I think Arn, if I'm not badly fooled, went to them and said, "Hey, you got to keep Bobby Eaton." Yeah, he did, and they they bumped his pay where they didn't bump Cornets and Stan Lanes. I don't think. So that's one reason he stayed around and he became a tag team with Arn Anderson. Well, truthfully, he probably got a bump in pay because they weren't having to pay Stan and Cornette anymore. No. So, but I mean, but the the Arn reason, loyal but the him. reason he stayed was for his family. Yeah. And as a a dad with kids, so much respect for Bobby because you know it's really hard to be like you know I'm just going to leave my friends and and feel like you're betraying them, but you know, and in the long run, you have a family and a mouse to feed. So. Much respect to Bobby Eaton. Um, you will never hear a bad word uh, about Bobby. Rest in peace. And um, my all my all time favorite tag team, Midnight Express. You know, like you could argue the 
you know, the pros and cons of the, the different incarnations. Um, but, you know, Bobby was the constant other than the, you know, the very, very original with uh, Randy Rose and Dennis Condry. But, you know, the two most popular and successful incarnations of that tag team, Bobby was the, the linchpin. Bobby was it. You know, so uh, rest in peace, rest my friend. Rest in peace, Bobby. Moving forward, guys. Brandon, we have a new champion. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> so, all right, let me let me spill this out really quick because I don't want to waste a second on this that isn't warranted. But I got screwed, and here's oh, the, here's the laundry shit. here's the laundry list as to why. So I was low blowed in this N64 <laughs> match a dozen fucking times, and not once did the referee do the goddamn correct thing and allow me to walk away as champion because I was screwed. And and how and how dare how dare you walk around calling yourself champion in I'm such sorry, an illegitimate it, fashion? It was AEW rules. At least I didn't, I didn't throw you over the top rope. I went by WCW rules <laughs> <laughs> for the bylaws. Well, well, let's let's let, let's set the stage, and I will give I'll give uh, credit where credit is due. Eddie is champion. There's nothing. I I can do about that. I went to the I went to the higher ups, Jack Tunney. Um, he still hasn't gone back to me with his uh, phone calls and everything. So but you God, yourself. God rest your, God rest his soul because he's dead, Brandon. Well, shit, that <laughs> might be why. That's why. Uh, that's why the offices of Jack Jacqueline Tunney are not returning your fucking calls. <laughs> But uh, prior to Eddie and I engaging in this N64 battle, we both had preliminary matches to warm up. And, you know, me being one of a a master strategist, I allow Travis to defeat me because I want want to go into the actual championship match looking vulnerable. That way Uh Eddie will make... You know mistakes, and he well, would have, well, and, and that's why that, that's why he had to resort to punching me in my in my goobers <laughs> on several occasions. Here's the other thing, though: Travis legitimately beat Eddie, which in a which, 17 minute match in a hey. match in a match that we've agreed that will make Travis the number one contender. Well, here's here's the grand scheme of things, and let's put this all into perspective. Travis is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's Eddie, not. Eddie is a cheater, uh, but I'm the champion. And, <laughs> Dirtiest player in the I, game. I know what Brandon's end game is here. He thinks I'm going to beat Eddie for the title, but then Brandon's going to become the number one contender, beat me, and crush my dreams. Oh, I That's actually, exactly no, what I, he wants I to do. I have a fair compromise. And now, then he's going to drape a Canadian flag over me because he's going to be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fair compromise, and, and this is obviously at the discretion of our champion, but if he has you know integrity as he claims to do so, he will take this under consideration. Travis has earned his shot, whether, whether I agree with it or not. He didn't defeat me legitimately, but he defeated the man who is currently champion. I stopped a mud on your ass and walked it dry. That's the, show me the proof of it. You can't. There's no video proof. My, <laughs> where your word against my word, and I'm a former champion, so I carry more weight. Leave the memories Sh- alone. Shut up for a second. So, Eddie has the belt. He's got to defend that belt. But I was never actually defeated, so this is, my, this is what I'm going to propose. We have coming up an exhibition, extra uh, bonus episode of the podcast where we're going to be taking the rosters of WCW, the WWF, and ECW, and we're going to each do a snake draft, and we're going to compile our own rosters, and we're going to create our own super cards. From the year of 1995. From 95, specifically 95. And then uh, a winner will be chosen to who has, you know, the best roster uh, slash uh, event designed from this. So what I'm saying here is, Eddie, if you are truly the champion that you claim to be, give not only Travis his well-earned, half-well-earned title shot, but also give me a rematch and put the championship on the line. You know what? I'm so confident in myself right now, and I already know my first pick is going to be in this draft because I do get the first overall pick. No, it's not. 
that I uh, am, first. I'm going to uh, uh, agree, and it's going to be a triple threat match God for the. Damn uh, it! I get screwed <laughs> at every turn. Or it's my one on one title shot. I fucking earned. Calm down, Brett. Cry, baby. You have you you have <laughs> frustrated is the goddamn word for it. You have a 33 and third <laughs> chance of beating, of, of beating uh, one of us. So let's let's put that into perspective. But I'm, but I'm a genetic freak. <laughs> <laughs> so coming soon. Badasses. Stay tuned to the podcast. We're going to be bringing you that bonus episode uh, very, very soon. All right, guys. Before we get rolling into this episode, uh, we're going to kick to our ads and uh, we'll be right back with you. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. Recording live from the Black Lodge, it's me, the free will burning, head turning, ass kicking, machismo dripping, master podcasting mouthpiece of the Southeast, Brandon A. Lane, host of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast, with a message to all you WrestleManiacs out there in podcast land. Now, once you've jerked the curtain of the uncontested heavyweight champions of podcast, Wrestling Ruined, well, I hope you'll jump ship and check out the incredible in-depth movie retrospectives and interviews with casting crew of all your favorite horror films only at the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. You can find us on social media at Rants Black Lodge. Check out our homepage at JuicyKruger.com and we're available on all major podcasting platforms. And oh yeah, don't be a jabroni. Check out all the great content from Wrestling Ruined or you'll be the one doing the J-O-B. I'm running out of ways to say this. Those ads are great. (laughs) Guys, so we're going to get rolling. So you're going to go to, of course, uh, Monday Night Raw. It's going to show Season 3, Episode 11. It is March 20th, 1995. Uh, On the count of three, we'll start going, guys. Three, two, one, play. Oh, we got the World Wrestling Federation. Federation. Oh, did you see that? Yeah, the captions change it to entertainment. Wow. Every time they say World Wrestling Over 50 Federation. years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. I do like the new intro. The new intro does look cool. I like Jeff Jarrett's on there. For for reference, I always try and turn on the, the captions so we can kind of keep up with what's going on commentary-wise and stuff. But it only works half the time. So, Peacock, balls in your court. Our balls are in your court. Like we're saying, guys, this is March 20th, 1995. This is week two of three tapings from the Memorial Civic Auditorium in Stockton, California. Guys, I'm already so much more excited for this show than I I was for oh Uncensored. Oh my god, Mabel's little brother. Holy <laughs> shit. The gigolo. Look at that mustache. <laughs> <Look at> that. <laughs> god. Everybody Damn. in that match has facial hair with Tom Pritchard. Uh, oh man. yeah. I guess they stole the WCW formula with Vader having a fucking handicap match with King Kong Bundy. Man, our first match oh, tonight is Razor oh, Ramon well, versus Henry Godwin. Let me, let me just go ahead and say this. If you fuckers out there that listen to this podcast, don't back that Mattel ring so I can get that neon fucking entranceway that flashes like that, then you can go fuck yourself. 
As someone who wants to see uh, nothing but uh, destruction laid in front of the, the path of Travis Gilbert Lasseter, don't back that piece of shit. Hey, listen here. All that fucking Macho Man ultimate from WrestleMania 10. Vince, Vince is putting over that razor as oozing with machismo. Jim Cornette says he's oozing all right, but penicillin could clear that up. I, have, I also have that in my notes. I, I really dig the uh, the golden shower uh, pyro here. <laughs> I, like, I like how Henry Godwin just debuted fucking in like three months ago and he's already getting jobber entrances so just standing in the ring. <sighs> they they debuted him really strong, but uh, he's he was definitely... wearing a... You can, you can tell why they already lost faith in him. He went from a white t-shirt to a yellow one. There was a weird cut right there. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, they're all over his uh, his ring gear. He's, he's the razor. No, no, you mm-hmm. son of a bitch. <laughs> so so we, we were talking about you know the, the refs wearing new shirts. I fucking hate Danny Davis and his long sleeve referee shirt. You know why he has to wear the long sleeves? Why? He's got tattoos oh, on his arms. You fucking rebel. I did not know that. Yep, that's, the, why, that's why he is the only ref in this okay, time period right, that wears no, long sleeves. Right. No, then, then why don't the fucking Nazi brothers have to wear fucking sleeves? Oh, they're workers. Because referees are fucking that, That's a very... That's a, that's a Vinceism. There's no way Vince would let a I, ref with tattoos be there. Okay, fair enough. But, Danny Davis doesn't but, last much longer. But I guarantee his tattoos are not promoting the Aryan nation. It's true. Danny Davis... Uh, I agree. Oh, He's not the owner of OBW anymore, right? He's, uh, he's sold Al, out. Al Snow is sold out, but... Yeah, Danny Davis, uh, with a head full of hair there. This is a, a really great match to start off Raw. Um, like I, I was saying it just a little bit ago, I feel like anything's better than uncensored, and this is a, a Ooh, good, a, a good solid match here compared to anything we saw uncensored. Uh, not to jump the gun, but I'm I'm fairly certain that uh, every match on this card is uh, fairly fairly decent. You know, decent to to good. You know, yes. Maybe even borderline great. Um, so I, I would watch this a hundred times in a row with my eyes plastered open to where I couldn't blink rather than have to watch Uncensored 1995 again. That show blew so much dick. I, I It was so taxing to get through that show. Like, thank God we didn't have to do it twice. I would, I would have said, guys, we're not doing it. <laughs> so... Uh, being that you know we're we're speaking uh, at, the, at the top of this episode about the passing of beautiful Bobby Eaton, um, do you know the uh, significance of this date in terms of a uh, wrestler passing? Being uh, March twentieth, nineteen ninety five. I do not. Yeah. This was the day that Big John Studd passed away. Oh, really? Now I'm. I don't know if uh, I'm fairly certain they don't mention it. In commentary, and there, there's definitely there's definitely no match gra- you know, match gra- or a memorial graphic of any kind. So I don't know if the news came in too late or if he was sort of on the skids with the company. I don't know for sure, but um, he had been battling liver cancer and he had a Hodgkin's disease. Wow. Passed away at 47 years old. Well, isn't wow. that why he left um, the WWF in '89? Like he developed something. Like they found out he had Hodgkin's disease, and that's why because he he, won, he wins the Rumble in '89. And then he's gone not long after yeah, that. That's true. But the Royal Rumble really. No, didn't he, and then he weren't. He is he the referee in uh, WrestleMania five as well. I think he's a referee for Jake, Jake and, and Andre. And, yeah. Jake and Andre. But then it's not long. He's gone. Like I, I think if I'm not badly fooled, they find out something's wrong with him, and then that's why his runs cut short. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's very very possible. <laughs> did you uh, did any of you guys catch the fact that they make fun of the WCW hotline right here? Yeah, he said, he goes, now you won't get charged until you pick an option. Yeah, not, not like some other hotlines that charge you. Uh, we don't charge you until you choose an option. 
Well, so, I'm guessing the WCW hotline started as soon as you dialed that number. I mean, Gene, I had to get that money. Fuck you, y'all. Sorry. Well, not, to de- not to defend WCW, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't they? They put over Jim Ross hard on here, too. Like, he's got all the scoops. And then, like. Option <laughs> six. Option six. And then Jim Cornette's like, yeah, he was even at the Playboy Mansion or something. And yeah. Vince McMahon's like, what? What? <laughs> Jim Ross? He's like, yeah, he's just there in a toga. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,. March 20th, 1995 was also a, uh, a day that sort of lived in infamy. Do you know the, the, the major issue that happened uh, in, the, in the world that day? OJ. No, no, that was 94. No, oh, fuck. Uh, members of a Japanese cult released deadly gas in a Tokyo subway that killed oh, 13 shit. people and severely injured over 1,000. Holy shit. Yeah. So. Oh, go over the backslide here. Henry, Henry God's fighting it. Look at them hard nipples. <laughs> it was cold in that building in California. All right, I got to point out something. It's a throwback to an episode we watched before. Remember when Razor fought Owen? Yes. And they wore the black tights with the yellow boots. Yes. He had the black tights with the black boots. It's all back to normal now. Yeah, but you know, I, I get uh, how, how are this? Really, some, really quick side, sidebar here. So uh, we uh, Brandon loves is it Zaps? Is that Zaps potato chips? The voodoo, the voodoo uh, flavor. Um, we, me and Travis. Oh my god, these look. Let me see. Fucking, uh, oh, shit. Your ass is going to be on fire. Oh, hell yeah. But uh, he always likes the voodoo style. Well, I found the evil eye. <laughs> it's going to make your brown eye evil later. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try one of these, but man, Ooh. these are beet red. They look <laughs> look, they look hot as fuck. Let's... That was a shit bulldog, by the way. Yeah, he he didn't get all that one. More like a cross body block to the back, and then you see his tan lines on his ass cheeks. Did there. try one, Travis? Oh, man. The roadie coming out here, distracting Razor, by the way. So this one's called Evil Eyes. So if you get a chance, Zaps, throw us a sponsorship. That'd be great. Uh, doesn't smell bad. Mm. Holy fuck, that is good. Not not spicy a, at all. Not no. a lot of heat to it. It does have a spice. It's a little bit of a linger. But not bad. Not overwhelming. Not Evil Eye. I like that one. Oh. I'll pick up more for you on Tuesday. Here it is. One, two, three. Oh, oh look at that kid kick. with that fucking roundhouse kick. So this is a good way, put, though. Put Chuck Norris to shame. They gave, uh, they gave Henry Godwin a good little showing here, though, and they gave him the jobber treatment on his entrance, but Razor gets him up for a Razor's Edge, and this is impressive as fuck. Do you think, um, do you think this is a means to an end so he didn't have to pick him up over his head, like, yes. slip him up? It's impressive, but it, this is also a really creative finish yeah. to this match. No. Pat Patterson. Like you were saying out. earlier, um, they, they started off really hot on this show. Like, and then the match. Razor, fix those tan lines on your ass cheek, man. <laughs> fix that You're shit. very fixated on his ass, Travis. It's in the camera every hey, shot. At least the one, two, three kid's finally there. Hey, where's Bob Hall? You know, I would have took them serious as a tag team in 95, as Razor well, and, and Kid. Well, they become a tag team. I mean, like, as, like, champions. Oh, yeah. That would have been... I feel uh, like that would have made pretty good sense. We're, we're very... Uh, it may be at WrestleMania 11 where Kid debuts his karate gi. Oh, is, is that coming? Is that yeah, coming? Yeah, <laughs> that's coming. He also debuts the new gear, like he starts wearing that purple gear, the match Mike razor. Dollar. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So in in pop culture, uh, this week, um, the number one album on the Billboard charts was the uh, soundtrack to Friday. The you know the, oh, the, yeah. the comedy film. Uh, number one at the box office is still Outbreak, and the number one uh, single on the Billboard charts is still Take a Bow by Madonna, a, a song I couldn't oh. you know. Here comes a very good promo from Razor, by the way. A thousand years. 
Yeah, he is super pissed about Bob Backlund getting the, a title shot. And they don't do storylines like this anymore, which it makes it makes all the sense in the world why he'd be mad at Brett Yeah, Hardy. I literally I literally have this look. We are actually getting coherent storylines. I'm shocked. But Razor's pissed because Bob Backlund signed the contract last week, so he gets a title shot with Jeff Jarrett before Mania. So if Backlund wins the belt, he takes the Intercontinental title into the match with Brett, and then Razor doesn't get his rematch for the Intercontinental title. He lost it at Royal Rumble. And he ba- it all makes sense. He basically says in the match, he goes, you know, the problem is if Backlund beats you, that means he becomes he has my gold. And then if Brett's going to beat him, that means Brett will have my gold. I would have been all fucking for Brett and Razor feuding over the Intercontinental title during and this. And then Razor even kind of sounds hillish there. He's like, talks about Bret Hart like... He's like, oh, Bret Hart, the excellent execution, puts yep, the sharpshooter on right here. He's like, takes my gold. That's the point that I was getting ready to make. I I loved this. I thought this was very well done. The the one tweak is that Razor does come off a little bit on the whiny side. I get it. I mean, he well, he's not gotten his, I, I his, his obligatory, 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 obligatory. Title rematch. I'll give it the. Oh, oh, so he should be pissed off, but I shouldn't be pissed off. Oh, you already climbed me to the number one contender. But like, see, this is that's what I like. That shit doesn't happen anymore. Like, people don't get mad about like, oh, he gets a title shot before I get my title shot. It's very like, rare. It never happens on Raw. Or well, it's just now. like we're AEW for that back. It's just like yeah. it's just like right now with WWE. The idea of Goldberg coming out saying, "Hey, I the last time you saw me, I lost to Drew McIntyre." Where at the exact same thing, I just came out and said, I'm next, and was granted a title shot. It makes no sense. Yeah, well, in the grand scheme of things. If, if Jack Tony would start uh, fucking answering people's goddamn phone calls, beyond the grave or otherwise, somebody needs to bring some fucking order. We need to get a spirit board to try to <laughs> the, get Jack Tony. No, no, fuck that. Bonus episode. <laughs> we probably get Jim Halloween. Hurt. Oh, no, Halloween. Jim, Jim Hurt's on it. Um, oh, we, oh, we should still try. <laughs> One day at a time, bro. <laughs> we can get Jack Tony. Then we can grill him on soon because he was a commissioner. Oh, yes. The Sunday Night Slam. So the Sunday Night Slam, I, we didn't realize, but they didn't mention it until this episode that we were getting uh, Jarrett and Backlund on Sunday Night Slam. Yep. You, you want to see what it says in my notes? <laughs> Where's we're not watching Sunday Night Slam. At the end of this, at the end of this episode, guys, I do have a breakdown of what happened on that episode. Instead of us doing what's on the other side of things, because we all need a, a week without WCW in Luger, our mouth, because Luger, I, I can't do it. Luger into talking a cage, man. Luger same thing. But same nobody thing. wants to see this other than you. I wanted it in Mania. It made but more sense. We're no. still. We're still getting coherent storylines all throughout this episode, as we should, because the road to WrestleMania. From, from from the standpoint of like you know we're we're nearing this zenith, um, this is built pretty well, but at the same time, man, it just doesn't feel like we're heading towards WrestleMania. Not at all. No, the only thing that feels like we're going towards WrestleMania is Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam and and uh, uh, Sean and Diesel. Those are the only two matches feel like it's been yep. hyped. Um, They're doing a little bit with Razor and um, I li- Jarrett. I do like that Cornette gets out of on, being on commentary to go manage the Heavenly Bodies, which makes re- way for future WCW superstar Steve Montgomery. <laughs> Hell yeah, guys. You want to go to the second, second annual Fan Fest hosted by Stephanie Wan? Tyco RC. Man, kind of hope I get her in the draft. <laughs> it's very possible, my friend. She's on the list. Why you would want her, I don't know. Why would you sabotage your fucking title shot? <laughs> I would make her my winner's champion. Some people want to watch the world burn right now. I actually, like, 
was we're just watching ahead the other day. We're we're soon going to get um, Alundra Blaze and Bonacano on Raw for the women's title. Yeah. Just in time for them to jump ship to WCW later in the year. And then Bertha Faye shows up. Oh, sweet Bertha Faye. In all leather. Yankees suck. Downtown Bruno, her manager? Not yet. Not in that episode. She just shows up on her own. Bertha Faye. Bertha Faye. <laughs> How did that th- song go? <laughs> Oh. Harvey Wilson is like whispering sweet nothings into the microphone. You mentioned this on uh, at the start of the show where you were talking about um, King Kong Bundy getting a, a match against uh, two jobbers kind of similar to Vader. They do this promo here with LT and he ain't afraid of snakes and he's not afraid of alligators. Just, just kidding. He is afraid of those things. Hey, he kissed. L- they showed the kiss. Is it LT coming to the local car show here? Too? He is. He is. And um, LT, if you don't fucking do a promo for us, we're going to bury you on the podcast. Just kidding. We're going to do that regardless. <laughs> bury you anyway. Yeah. So, so we're going to do an intro or something, and then we're going to bury him hard. Um, we just we just passed it, but the the, the whole uh, LT promo right there um has a part where it's Bam Bam Bigelow screaming, but they've altered the audio for him to go on meow. Yeah. I, I rewound that and watched that probably four times. Oh, uh, Nikolai Volkov out hey, here uh, on the Eddie, Action Zone. Eddie, why don't you tell everyone right now during oh, this Action fuck. Zone what so, you got for your birthday? So between Skip and Travis, I have the entire, almost the entire, uh, million dollar million dollar corporation's autograph. So I have eight by tens. I have uh, Mantar, which technically he's not even part of the million dollar corporation. No, I just, I just wanted it. Comma, King Kong Bundy, Nikolai Volkov. With Nikola, with the, the stupid tuxedo shirt on. Or no, it's his property of Million Dollar Million Dollar Man. They got me the most ridiculous looking picture of Million Dollar Man. IRS. And then Skip got me Psycho Sid. And we... Oh, there's one more, isn't there? Oh, fuck. Man, no one cares. It was too... It was Tatanka, you said Tatanka. No, I did not say Tatanka. He was Tatanka. Specifically. I made it very specific what we had to get. So now we need... Bam Bam Bigelow, which is really going to be hard to get. Could be bad. One two, one two three kid, which I could not find a autograph for the one two three kid in that time period. Ringmaster Steve Austin and Santa Claus. <laughs> man, that's going to be and hard Balls to get. Is dead. Yeah. Hey, Santa Claus still alive? One of these. You gotta believe, man. <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. He's <laughs> oh, wearing man. a House of Blues jacket and his hey. backs to the fucking hard cam. Way to go, Steve. So, you, do you think? you know, seeing Steve McMichael do, you know, the little bit of commentary he did here and then kind of like the intensity he has, you'll see here shortly with comma that they got him the job at WCW. Oh, I yeah. think, I think 100%. And I'm going to say this once and for all, he's fucking terrible, but I love Mongo. He is he, so, he's has so much intensity and like, he just seems to be enjoying himself. I'm not going to lie. When he, in here in a little bit, he looks like he is having the time of his life. He he, he says some things that, like, coming out of any oh. other person's mouth would have been so bad. But coming out of his mouth, they somehow work. I'm surprised Vince didn't sign him on the spot because, like, you watch them during this match, and he's, like, creaming in his pants over talking to Steve McMichael. So I'm wondering if it's like WCW's offered him more money. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. 
And it, I think that's going to add legitimacy to it just because he is a Super Bowl we had winner. The, we have the King Kong Bundy handicap match here in the vein of Vader from Saturday night. Yeah, King Kong Bundy takes on Adam Crooms and Raven Clark. Their, oh, name, their names are so good, I did not look them up at all. And add, add them to uh, the jobber <laughs> Sergeant, Sergeant, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker over there. I tell you, if uh, if Jumbo Beretta had been in this, he would have been a deep, deep shit. That ring would have broke. <laughs> Just hey, my, my, pay, my zipper would have broke from the gonna, bar on <laughs> Travis, are you going to draft a Jumbo Beretta? Damn right. He's going to be my enhancement talent of the whole thing. I want to make him my champion. You guys don't even know. You said we were limited in so many main eventers, Travis. You can't have Jumbo Beretta. He's a main eventer. <laughs> He's my champion. You, gotta, you have to build him up. You can't just put him in the main event. Well, I thought we were just booking a card. <laughs> you can do a backstory. Yeah, Jumbo. Jumbo. <laughs> Like you have jumbo titty shirts. You know what? That's what we should also do is we should also add one jobber onto our our roster. Well, well, if you motherfuckers take jumbo Beretta, it's just a, <laughs> it's, just a it's just a spite. Eddie, you got the first round. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, <laughs> y'all better take Buck Quarterman. Very fucking no, but, but fucking, what was that? What was the flat I top guy when he ripped Rogers? Freaking fuck you! I'm taking Rip Rogers. <laughs> What's oh, a black guy's name? Leroy, look, Leroy Howard. I made mean, Eddie fucking shoot. <laughs> fuck oh, his fucking Brandon would put Rip Rogers as his champion. Uh, he, he will not be my champion. See, there it is. Vince is like crazy. He's like, oh, no helmets. No helmets, guys. No helmets. Look, look how they're looking gazingly at each other's eyes. Vince, and Michael's like, I don't need a helmet, Vince. Vince keeps saying, too, that he keeps putting over Bundy's size, but Mongo keeps saying he's seen bigger, which kind of defeats the whole purpose. But Mongo's trying to keep, you know, ham up the, the baby face part of it. Oh, that, that was a shitty Bund, kick. Bundy's is, he has the laziest offense. He, I'm still going on record saying Bundy's the worst. Duggan's number two. No, Duggan's number one. I do, no, I, I'm still no, no, I fucking King Kong fucking Bundy. Jimmy Golden's fucking number one. Eat shit, Travis. Um, <laughs> Still saying Bundy. Uh, no. Uh, Moe's no, number one. I'm, uh, I'll give Moe even more credit. He threw a nice dropkick that one that one match we had. Yeah, that was the highlight of that fucking match. That tells you how bad it was. I like how Bundy goes back to Bundy the Bundy was also in that match. <laughs> Bundy goes back to the fucking five-count gimmick here at the end that no one remembers. They should have been doing that the entire fucking time if you put, want to put him over as a threat. I mean, why? Big E doing the five count made so much more sense. You could put fucking advertisement on his fucking back here so wide. Well, if if they would allow outside do you advertising he, us do, to anyone other than Brock Lesnar and or people who are still alive, maybe he would do, have been Do you think he hides coins in his neck fat? Yeah. <laughs> I'd say yes. I'd say maybe to his neck fat, yes to his belly button. <laughs> like, look at the rolls. flesh pocket because he's also working. Please never say that again. He's also working back to the hard cam. Fucking, he, he doesn't give a fuck, dude. This, this is how did he get a mania payday? Dude, here's what I understand: this entire match, they never mentioned him wrestling the Undertaker at WrestleMania. None. That has not been built up on Raw at. Fucking awe, except for Todd Pettengill. We'll get to that report. when we do the Mania report. It's fucking stupid. Mm. Fucking stupid. Like, why? The Undertaker's, like, done, it hasn't, it hasn't even so confronted Bundy. So, Bundy is still, he's about to throw, he's about to throw a, uh, a splash That's on the That's the most jobber. fucking stuff he did the whole match. Could you imagine a King Kong Bundy ultimate? No. With with that flickering in with the background. eyebrows. Uh, with 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 two heads so you can change it out so you can have him eyebrow or eyebrow less versions of Bundy. See, that's kind oh, of what we're thinking. Here comes Coma as a uh, yes. fucking statement Michael likes to call him. He calls him Coma 
And that's so stupid. <laughs> but it made me laugh. I feel like Kama's fucking promo goes on too long here. Like Vince tries to wrap it up a couple times. Um, this but, pro his promo sucks. This is so badly uh, staged. Hey, I I really think that if you would if you would have put Jimmy with Kama, he could have been a huge star. Like I'm a what was he says like. I practice in pain or some bullshit. What he says is, "I'm gonna cause you a lot." But of pain. I, I want to tell you this though: the the little scuffle they get into right here, it, Dude, it's it fucking look, intense. It looks good. You know why? Because it fucking was. But he he throws comma like they, he falls in the fucking hardwood. I like how Vince Vince is smart enough to keep the microphone near his mouth during this though, so like he get all his like, "Stop it! Break it up! Oh my god, now!" So, but, but the reason this looks good is because is. Precisely the opposite reason why a mash routine in these two would be terrible. Oh, oh there it is. It's because through the whole fucking table. This is great, right? Look, oh, oh, like Mongo's not man. trained, and that's why this looks good because he's not fucking faking this. This is just two dudes hossing around. Right, watch this, watch this. Boom! <laughs> they could have tore a knee there. Like, but Vin- up. I'll give it the Vince is smart here because he keeps that microphone near him. So you can hear everything he's saying. Yeah, you, oh, Tony Chimble's going to do Chimble's a lot. Tony Chimble's out there. Uh, Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe, Briscoe. Uh, uh, Renee Goulet is somewhere out he's there. He's right there. You saw his bald area. Hey, Vince, Vince is even getting in there. Stop it! Get out of him! Stop it! Look at that, dude! It looks so believable. And like I, I have in my notes too. I said this skir- squirmish is better than anything I saw on fucking Uncensored. But, but he looked like he just had the fucking time of his life, though. So what you're saying is Uncensored needed Mongo. More Mongo. Yes. yes. WCW needed Mongo. Really That's what I find there. I think Mongo versus Kama would have been a better match. It almost it's funny you say that there. because I am legitimately more excited for a match that will not happen than I am the, the main event Dude. of WrestleMania. Mongo versus Vader. Split the audience. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. WrestleMania Listen, I... I I may have in the past uh, not done an adequate job, but uh, let me let me say this to high heaven: I, I hate Todd Pettengill. <laughs> Here we are, two weeks away from WrestleMania, and all the goodwill of the last segment is going to go right down the fucking drain because we have to stare at the one fetus that slipped between the cracks at the abortion clinic. Oh yeah, God. that's right. <laughs> the sometimes melodic but always embarrassing Todd Pettengill. Now, just remember, I'm not insulting him. No, no, no. I'm just describing him. So here's my unbiased description of the shit stain in the underwear that is the World Wrestling Federation. Todd Pettengill, your voice gives me menstrual cramps, and I am a man. <laughs> Todd, you could run a marathon and still be miles away from mediocre, you dumb piece of shit. I fucking hate looking at you. And somewhere there is a tree out there that is tirelessly producing air that you breathe, and you owe it an apology. But- Last, but certainly not least, Todd, you're like a slinky. You're not good for much, but watching you fall down the stairs would bring a smile to my face. Get <laughs> fucked, you embarrassing doofus. That's why you looked up his website. We're gonna buy his merch today. No, I wanted to find. I wanted to find an email address so I could send him a message because I want to get this this fucking this this trending. Like I've I've made you relevant, so throw us a little bit of that shine back, you bolted bitch. I did point out to the guys earlier that uh, Todd, we thought Todd Pettengill got a haircut and got his mullet trimmed. Actually, his mullet's got long enough now that he can pull it back in a ponytail and slick it. He down looks the great like that. That's the fucked up thing. Yeah, see, fuck you, Brandon. He, he looks great. He looks so much better when you don't think he has a mullet, it's, but you but you know he throws on a, a fucking um, 
uh, look at that unibrow. fucking sweater vest Fuck. and goes and goes to like parks and people like call the cops because he's leering at their children. Shawn Michaels' unibrow is fucking. We, you were talking about mullets. God. Shawn and Sid both have mullets. But how do you guys prefer your Shawn, bearded or clean shaved? I like the scruffy, I like the scruffy Shawn, but without the fucking unibrow. <laughs> he looks like a badass right now. His promo right here is really fucking good. He's talking about how he's going to be there on Sunday night for the Sunday Night Slam when Vince McMahon interviews Diesel. Yeah, this would have been a lot better if it had put, been put in a different part of the show so I didn't have to have Sid, the stink of Todd Pettigill over look it. look super tall here, though. It's funny you say that, because I was going to say they should have gimmicked this and put him on a platform just to make him look well, if you even notice, bigger. If you notice in the graphics, they put him in the background so he's not as tall as Diesel. I guess I guess that makes sense. There's I mean, that picture from sense. Razor from '93. Fucking anything, they should make him look bigger, bigger than Diesel. I don't like Todd's shirt there though, because it's one of those long sleeve button up all the way with no collars. Yeah. Oh god. I think the the word you're looking for is um, it looks like a dork. <laughs> Bret, Bret Hart with his worst WrestleMania match coming up. Bob, you know, Bob, Bob Backlund. Backlund's wearing a bow tie. And he looks like less of a dork than Todd Pettengill does. Right because Bob Backlund looks <laughs> maniacal. Friggin' Todd Pentengill looks like he's got jaundice here. He's fucking <laughs> yeah, his makeup does make him fucking, <laughs> fucking <jaundice>. yellow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The Simpsons were very popular in 1990. There's King Kong Bunny the first time they We have it. still not had a match for Undertaker on Raw in 95. Mm-mm. Nope. Did he even wrestle really at all? Superstars? I don't think so. I haven't so. seen any stats. I, I think he may have been nursing an injury. He wrestles IRS, and that's really the only match we see. Being Dan takes a lot out of him. He yeah. does wrestle at the end of 94, because I remember we watched that episode. He has the last match of the 94 Rawls against somebody. Yeah, you know, I, they, they I'm not going to rake them over the coals for not having The Undertaker on consistently, because he's, 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 you know, he's their attraction. He's the modern-day uh, Andre the Giant. So he was, he, a, he was a bright spot of 95. Not Maybe, the feud he was in, but the but character. I mean, the character, yeah, like he was a he was a bright spot. Like, look at Paul Bearer's facial expression. He was, Percy was so good. His fucking feud with the Million Dollar Corporation though should have ended after he beat the Underfaker. Yeah, it really should have. But now we've got King Kong Bundy with his fucking change in his neck and Dead Man versus Dead Man WrestleMania Eleven. Oh, uh, here's a match. This is it's, WrestleMania. Just throws like feels like it's thrown together. Like they, they didn't really put a lot of thought you into it. You know, in it. reality, you could have had Yoko and uh, Owen versus the Davey, Allied Powers. Davy and Luger, and it would have been a better match. Uh, yeah, but the, who, who would the tag titles been defended against? Uh, the, the Heavenly the, Bodies. The match that we have tonight should have been on Mania. I'm saying it right now. I fuck you, that. fuck that face you're giving right now, Travis. Hey, it's a good match. This is why you'll never be champion. Jimmy Del Rey was out fucking bitches. He did be on WrestleMania. That's true. He can multitask. <laughs> Because he has that flavor, that, that flavor God saver. Damn. I don't care. I, here's the thing. If Jennifer McCarthy, or Jenny McCarthy, as we you know, colloquially know her these days, if she was like, listen, I want you to impregnate me and we'll make sure that we don't vex our children, I would totally be fine with it. <laughs> I would be fine with that. She. Every time I think of her, I think of, I'll never forget this. So one of the first times I ever went to Florida, my brother took me. It uh, is. My brother uh, had a subscription to Playboy, and he had the the Christmas edition of her, oh, and yeah. she was smoking hot. Really quick, uh, Jim Cornette interrupts it. Um, the Mania report was only just a little over five minutes, but he does. Todd does say that this is the greatest card in the history of the WWF, which is, which is all the more reason he's a, he's a piece of shit. Well, he was a shield. I love the fact that uh, Jim Cornette's out here. He, he introduces the Heavenly Bodies, and then Dr. Tom introduces uh, Jim, Jim Cornette. Goddamn, what is. a man. There it is. 
And the Vincent man's like, that's disgusting. It's disgusting. Look at what he's doing. It's disgusting. Dude, if I, if, if, if Jimmy Del Rey was still alive at the moment. Skittle's still getting that promo time, boys. Shit. If Jim, if uh, Jimmy Del Rey was still alive, I would pay him money to cameo us and him do the Gigolo dance. Uh, I, I thought you were going to go in a different direction. I thought you were like Jimmy Graffiti. They're going to like book him for NGW, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> Brandon would take all four. You got, you got a new fucking belt. Let's. Uh, he was Jimmy Graffiti, right? He was. He was Jimmy Graffiti, correct? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get to that, terrible boys. Gimmick. Terrible gimmick. It's okay because here shortly, guys, you're going to get a Heavenly Bodies retrospective. What? What? <laughs> Oh, yeah, look at the smoking guns. Some guns are walking out here with their... Uh, Wranglers on. The Wranglers and their vests. They're putting over the fact that they, they're still, they still could be hurt from that men-on-a-mission hey, attack. Hey, they're brothers, not gay cowboys. That's true. Billy yeah. Gunn out here, fucking baby-faced smiling out here. He got Oh, oh there, there it is. Oscar comes out and apologizes for men-on-a-mission whooping that ass <laughs> after the match. He's like, we, we sorry. No, mostly just ran high. We sorry. I love that Billy, Billy's like, where is everybody? Oh, no, I got hit. <laughs> he had a soul like someone did him. God, I bet those damn long sleeve shirts were fucking hot as hell. That was a hell of a DDT by Mo, though. How dare you? He's, they're like, we're just disappointed we didn't win the Fuck, tag titles, man. Sick. You make me Why sick. Why don't you cut a solemn rap, you piece of shit? <laughs> I have Jimmy Del Rey with the pew pew bow bow. <laughs> I have one here, too, because Vince is doing commentary by himself. He is god-awful on commentary by himself. He has no one to feed off of, and it's really bad and really obvious. But we're going to get this retrospective, guys. In 1985, Dr. Tom Pritchard and Pat Rose used the name The Heavenly Bodies while working in Memphis. This team was managed by Sherry Martell. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. In 1992, Dr. Tom uh, reformed The Heavenly Bodies in Smoky Mountain with Stan Lane. They were managed by Jim Cornette, and they became the first ever Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Champions. And Booker putting his fucking tag team on top. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Bobby Eaton was later added to the team, where they utilized the Freebird rule. Yeah, that was when uh, I, I want to say that they were doing the trade uh, trade deal with WCW yes. before that deal, you know, blow went to light. I'm about to get to that. So uh, in the Smoky Mountain, uh, the Heavenly Bodies had a long running feud with the Rock and Roll Express. Their feuds were often highlighted with hardcore matches and numerous title changes. Uh, an agreement between the Smoky Mountain Wrestling and WCW allowed the bodies to face Beautiful the Rock and Roll Express at Super Brawl 3 on uh, February 21st, 1993, which I do not remember that match. I kind of want to go back and watch it. Uh, the bodies lost that match. Uh, for a brief time in 93, Bobby Eaton held Smoky Mountain's television championship while the Heavenly Bodies were the tag champions. In May of 93, uh, sweet Stan Lane left the tag team after losing a loser of the Fall Leaves Town match, which he would go on to be in WWF. Did he go by Stan Lane in WWF? He, yes. he did, and um, he was greatly underutilized. He was god-awful on commentary. He was, mis he was miscast. Yeah, but he, if he'd been a, just, just like a ring announcer or something, he would have been fine, but on commentary, he was Well, he'd be in, like, in a pet and deal role. He, he, well, he did like the event centers and shit on uh, Superstars, and he was just, he sounded really robotic and yeah. not, not like, not natural at all. Oh, man. Because uh, Doc Henders pretty much replaces him when he comes in. Well, uh, after he, you know, he, he went to the WWF, the team continued on, which was uh, a replacement who is a cousin to Dr. Tom, cousin, the gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. God damn, what a man. Over the next few years... I'm uh, grinding. You can't see it. <laughs> the new duo competed uh, not only in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, but in the WWF, ECW, and the USWA. 
They continue their feud with the Rock and Roll Express in these promotions and begin new rivalries with the Steiner Brothers and the Smoking Guns, as you see here. Didn't they wrestle for the Smoky Mountain Tag Titles at Survivor Series? I'm getting to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, in July of 1993, Smoky Mountain Wrestling's working agreement with the WWF allowed the Heavenly Bodies and the Rock and Roll Express to wrestle on the organization's pay-per-views. Pritchard and Del Rey unsuccessfully challenged for the WWF tag titles at SummerSlam 93 against the Steiner Brothers, but captured the Smoky Mountain Wrestling tag titles against the Rock and Roll Express three months later at Survivor Series 93. Bright spot. That match is actually pretty good, too. Uh, they returned to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Forgotten. And, largely forgotten, though. Oh, yeah. I, I mean... And then them and the Steiners fucking... Survivor Series 93 wasn't very good. No. Well, because Jerry Lawler fucked up that. Well, fucking, it was what, Luger's team? Yeah. It was him and the Steiners and the Undertaker with the American flag in his jacket versus Yokozuna, Ludwig Borga, It was, Borga, it was bad. It was bad all around. And who the fuck else did they wrestle? Didn't Razor wrestle... Um, Ludwig Borga. Didn't, wrestle, didn't he wrestle Million Dollar Man? Was he in a Survivor Series match? I can't remember. I tried that block. I think, I think there's a bunch of Survivor Series matches that year. I don't think there's a singles match. No, uh, it's, it, no, that's 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 '94. Sorry. Okay. Uh, they returned to Smoky Mountain Wrestling in the summer of '94, and they feuded with teams like Rock and Roll Express, the Thrill Seekers, which was Chris, Chris Candido, oh, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, and Lance Storm. Shout out to Brandon for getting me a Lance Storm autograph for my birthday. Appreciate the shit out of that. You're, you're welcome, Canadian. Fuck. What about the other thing you got you? What was the other one? I don't even remember. BK that. Wall Street. Oh yeah, I mean the BK Wall Street. I was just I was really happy to get a fucking Lance Storm autograph because I love Lance Storm. And they also feuded with the gangsters, New Jack oh. and Mustafa. I can tell you, man, uh, during that time, you want you want to see a full scale riot uh, in well, Morristown, Tennessee, at the Tally Ward building. Well, you that, put fucking New Jack on a on a uh, on a fucking mic, a live mic, and he'd get that crowd riled up. And it's it's crazy to me that they pretty much turned the Heavenly Bodies face with that. Because didn't they lose, like, a match where they got barred from Smoky Mountain? Yeah. And, like, Jim Cornette gets attacked, and he comes out there with a cane, and then he gets them to reinstate uh, the Heavenly Bodies to take out the gangsters, and that's how they come back to Smoky Mountain? All, yeah, all for naught, because... Uh, he ended up, they ended up going to uh, ECW. Yep, so I'm about to get to that. Uh, in 1995, the Heavenly Bodies defeated PG-13, with his, which is <laughs> J.C. Ice and Wolfie D. Uh, uh, J.C. Ice, I believe, is uh, what's called Son. What's Jody Hill? No, 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 no. Um, oh fuck! Um, I can't think of his name. Uh, I'm uh, blinking. Bill, Bill Dundee. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. That's it. And me and Brandon watched a shoot interview where he's <laughs> fucked up and he's just shitting on everybody. It's fucking amazing. Uh, Wolfie D uh, does some did some stuff in e, uh, WCW as well. Uh, they did capture the USWA tag titles Come from them. your mother. Later in the in, in this year, which we're on 1995, uh, Pritchard and Del uh, Rey also competed in the ECW, aligning themselves with Raven to face off against the Public Enemy. Yeah. Um, Raven's that, nest. That doesn't make any fucking sense. None. None. Now look at look at Gigolo Jim, Jimmy Del Rey and put him with Raven. That makes no sense. Following uh, the November 1995 closure of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, the Heavenly Bodies disbanded. Their last match as a team occurred in ECW in December of 1995, losing the public enemy. That's a shame. Pritchard joined the WWF as Zip of the Body Donnas, while <laughs> Jimmy Del Rey competed on the indie circuit and WCW as... Chief of Graffiti. He was in the Cruiserweight division, boys. 
God damn right. Yeah. You know, if, you're not, if I would have known, I would have had no idea that that was Jimmy Del Rey. No, he cuts his hair, he, he shaves the mustache. He kind of looks like uh, Mikey Whipwreck a little yep. bit. Yep, he very really much does. So. That, is a, that is an insult, sir. I, well, I agree. Uh, sadly, though, Jimmy Del Rey passed away of a heart attack in December of 2014. Jimmy Del Rey, you are greatly missed. You are definitely under underappreciated. Weird thing about this, guys. You know, do you think they never put the WWF tag titles on the Heavenly Bodies because they technically were not signed? I, I I think more so it was commitment issues because uh, they I don't think even if they wanted to uh, the contractual obligations elsewhere probably would have been I don't think they would have been in favor of that because they were definitely boys of, of Cornette and Cornette Cornette was only doing you know stuff within the in the area and. Without them completely being just signed to the WWF, there it I just is. don't see that happening. There it is. Uh, I really, th- I really wish they would have beaten. I mean, I don't see anybody they couldn't have beaten in '94 to be the tag champs. No, I agree. They no. should have been the tag champs in '94. I mean, even if they'd have beat the Steiners at uh, SummerSlam '93, which I was still fresh in the Steiners' run. I mean, I feel like you could have put the tag titles on them in '94. They could have even won the tag title tournament. It's wild to think about this though. But these legit. I mean, I feel like I can confidently say this, that these are the two best tag teams in WWF, and we're getting this match in a main event on Raw. Well, mm-hmm. there's... Yeah, but, like, really, <laughs> who, I mean, who do we have other than sin- them? Sincere- oh, we tried. Finding for that damn draft. Like, there is no tag teams anywhere there's, in the there's three a, major com- There's promotions. a bunch of thrown-together tag teams, and then tag teams that are tag teams that no one would want. Yeah, men on a mission. You know, uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to like say what my um, what my uh, strategy is for this tournament. But I mean, you got to think in fucking ECW, you have Benoit and Malenko as a fucking tag team. You yeah. put those guys against any of these two guys, you would get a great fucking match. Uh-huh. The fucking uh, Malenko and Benoit versus the Heavenly Bodies. Well, it's a had, fucking money match. You had Sabu and Tasmaniac as a tag team too in ECW. I got one question about that. I noticed on your list you have the American males. And stars and stripes listed. Well, this is one of those things. Like, if you draft one, like, if say say you want the American males, well, then stars and stripes is not an option because Patriots just an option. It'd be, being the Patriot just okay. by himself. At the end of this episode, guys, we'll actually break down the rules for this draft that we're going to end up doing, and I'm really excited for it. Uh, I like I said I kind of have a game plan in my head of what I'm going to do, and I think I'm going to retain my fucking title. I really like racked my brain trying to figure out tag teams yesterday, and it was it was hard. Like, and I, that, I that's why I can I can sit here and openly say the fucking Heavenly Bodies and the Smoking Guns are the two best fucking teams in the WWE. Right I literally now. had to look up to see if the Eliminators formed in 95, and they did. They showed up at, towards the end of 95 in ECW. They did. They did. Um, but the tag team division as a, as a whole is a joke. Yeah, I mean. Across we, every promotion. We, we, don't have, we don't have the Road Warriors, because Hawk is in WCW in 95, but not Animal. Um, you have Bubba Ray Dudley, but not Devon in, yeah. in ECW, so we're, we're sort of a dry spell. And, and technically, I mean, you don't have, you don't have the, the gangsters. Uh, you, you, you're barely anybody when you really start to break it down. There's just not a whole lot of people. You have Mr. JL. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. Can <laughs> I use Jerry Lynn or have you used JL? Mr. JL, buddy. Oh, fuck. I, I, think, I, I, I think you can bend the rules a little bit and use people in different gimmicks. Uh, I, saw the, I saw the VHS of Jerry Lynn. I wonder if it's the same one. 
That'd be pretty cool. It was Jerry Lynn Lewin. It was, it was Jerry Flynn. Jerry Lynn Lewin, Michigan. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, he's a karate master. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like... He had a great mullet, and he, he started winning when he and, lost You it. know, too, I still go back to... I know they threw together... Um, they threw together uh, Holly and One Two Three Kid, which you've not seen Bob Holly since that. I mean, really? Mm-hmm. I know they were spo- they were scheduled to work the Blue Brothers, but we, we all we pretty much know that they were going to job out to the Blue Brothers yep. to give them some kind of um, momentum and kind of kind of give them some some credibility. I, I do like their finish. Um, I do feel like uh, although they're they, oh, they kind of oh, oh here's the finish. around the dick. Here's the here's the finish. Uh, it's kind of like the New Day's uh, move that they use. So he does the leg drop, doesn't he? Uh, he, I think he's so far out that he doesn't hit him with a leg. No, yeah. he yeah, just does that. But I think what move would work out well for them would have been uh, what America's Most Wanted used. I thought, I literally, when I was watching this, if I didn't have known better, if I hadn't known better, I would. This would have been the ending. Yep, the tag titles would have switched hands. Switch hands right but here. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Where, uh, um, I think James Storm would hold hold the person like almost like in a wheelbarrow style. Yeah, and he would, and drop. then um, uh, Chris Harris would jump off and do the leg drop. Um. So. Am I just going to be the one addressing the elephant in the room? But the finish of this match? Oh, Jimmy Del Rey's not the legal man? Exactly. Because they just switch. So. But then they they wouldn't let them pin the wrong gun right there or something. (sighs) So dumb. That should have been the end of the match. He's going to steal his boots. There's my Jackknife. One, two. That's still impressive. That bridge is still impressive. One, two. Three. Hey, when when you got that kind of motion in your hips, like Jimmy Rail Jimmy Del Rey does, just breaking it all. He's, he can he can just bend. He can bend in ways. Hey, we kind of talked over, you know, with the retrospective and everything. This was a good match. It was an excellent, great match, match. and it, for a main event for Raw, I'm very shocked. It is got probably the best tag team match besides the. Well, the second gun, uh, Holly and Kid match. I will say that the match that the gun uh, that Holly and Kid had with the Heavenly Body was also oh, yeah. really well. It was really good. Tag team matches. The few tag teams they have have always been uh, bright spots, pretty much. Yeah, I can't really all. say. I can't really say I've seen really a terrible tag match mm. when it came to the actual tag division on here. Even the Blue Brothers versus the Headtrinkers was good. Didn't men on a mission have a fucking match? It was terrible. They had a six man tag. Oh, yeah. with Luger, that match was terrible. Speaking of Slim Jims, guys, I ate two Slim Jims right before we started this show. Fuck Diesel. (laughs) You would. No. He's going to be at that card show as well. I know Skip's going to be there. I I will say it's so weird for Shawn Michaels to be at this thing. Yeah, he was smiling, too. smiling like he's not a heel. Standing next to Brett. Standing next to Brett, who Brett's taking it super serious. Do you think think if they could have got along that that Brett would have... Would have pushed Brett to leave as much in '97. Uh, Here's no. no. Here's another <laughs> thing that I think is hilarious, and I don't mean this to be mean. Well, I kind of do. Uh, the Undertaker is at a function for dying children. <laughs> <laughs> do that's you, hilarious. Do you think that would be allowed today? No, no, no. That's hilarious. But I tell you what else is hilarious. <laughs> they call him Magic Johnson because he uses magic on his Johnson to not die from AIDS. <laughs> Jesus that was Christ. a kid, man. That was a kid. I like how this, is, this is wild, though. Because Riley was there. This is wild because I mean, you don't really hear about stuff like this anymore. It's not really about like HIV because <laughs> this was kind of it, right, right in the middle of you know, towards the end. This is funny too. Razor bids twenty thousand dollars on tickets to the All Star Game for next season. He's in WCW. Pretty that is, sure. kind, of, that is yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. The Undertaker, the Undertaker looks weird without like the the makeup and stuff, and like he looks like a normal human. His uh, his sunglasses uh, kind of kill the mystique. 
Some Next week, guys, we get a fantastic... They're actually claiming this is kind of like the end of their feud between Brett and Owen. Because when I think about it, I don't think they have a whole lot of matches after this. Next, next week, besides this match, this is the only match on Raw. Is it? This is the only match on Raw next week. Which makes it's sense. Because it's a build-up to WrestleMania 11. It's pretty much a studio show, and then that's the only match. Well, that makes sense because when we get to Sunday Night Slam, like we were saying, it was recorded during this, so it makes yeah. sense why that's the only match. I, I really very think, aroused. I really think that match was the one like they had filmed for Coliseum Video, and then they put it on Raw. That makes sense. Because I remember them having a No Holds Barred match oh on Coliseum. Oh my God, Sunday yes! Night Slam. Can we please watch that? Dude, they have great promos here, and Luger can't put his finger down. Nobody wants to see this. <laughs> Nobody wants to see. This. I want to see it. We just had a we just had a pretty good raw. Like I feel like I'm I'm looking through Vince, like Vince with his glasses on. I'm looking through uh, goggles here because of how shitty fucking uncensored was that this show was so. It's great. like fucking. Like, that's what I understand. Why these Sunday Sunday Night Slams are not on the net, uh, on the network yet? Like I mean, some of them were not bad shows. They're like super. Look at this guy. They're Look all, at this guy. Cornette's on shut up. Uh, <laughs> did you see the guy pats uh, Cornette on the shoulder and then like he's like, I f- bitch! I feel like those Sunday Night Slams are almost like their clash of champions going into a pay-per-view sometimes. Like they had like build-up matches and everything. They're usually about two hours long. I can't take my eyes off this guy behind here. Look at this great match we're about to get. <laughs> it's weird though because he has the, the Faces of Fear logo. I mean, it's a skull and bones, you know what I mean? But he has that logo already on his so, head- headgear. So you want to see this really badly. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, not really. The the best part of it's the Sean Diesel confrontation, and then that match, which Dave Meltzer said sucked ass. The Jarrett Backlund match, but it's got a yeah, nice. First of all, this is our podcast. It. Fuck Dave Meltzer. Yeah, we don't need to bring Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer up. He was like, oh, back oh, with yeah. Jarrett. Okay. Let what me let me let me shit on Dave Meltzer for a second. So Dave Meltzer did a, a Bobby uh, Eaton tribute. And he starts the thing out saying, you know, Bobby would have been a bigger star today because he would have had better wrestlers to work with. Get fucked, Dave Meltzer. Oh, to talk with this terrible... It's almost like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, and it's like, it's that's not the case. I mean, he worked with some of the, the best of all look, time. Look, here's my thing. So you have Rotten Tomatoes. You have, uh, what, what's some other ones? <laughs> Here what, it is. What? He, he puts his arms under his, hands under his arms, so he doesn't use his finger, and then he just can't handle it. He just does it anyway. You have you have Rotten Tomatoes, Brandon. What's the, what's the other one that we have? That, that Metacritic. 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 They have, they have Google, ideas of Google movie. users. So whatever. you have all these ideas of what a good movie is, according to somebody else. Dave Meltzer is the same thing. Just because Dave Meltzer likes something and gives it five stars does not fucking mean it was a good match. No, in, in fact, I, I would, in general, say that Dave Meltzer's opinion on shit doesn't matter. Dave Meltzer can be bought as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't tell me that New Japan wasn't slipping him something to get that buzz up for their matches they were having over there. Granted, some of those matches were good, but some of them were not. And and having a, a star meter and people like jerking off to it, it's fucking stupid. That's my opinion. I don't really care. If it's you think one I'm man's wrong. opinion. I, I think just it's like, fucking. I think it's fucking stupid. Just like this podcast, which we all appreciate you guys listening to, is our opinion on things. Yeah, yeah so it's not would, the gospel. I would, I would, and even though I'm always right, I would never tell you 100 percent that I what I say is correct. Well, then you, it is. Well, it's like it's like you have what is it, Dave Meltzer. Um, Brian Alvarez, Brian Alvarez, Wade Keller, Wade Keller, and then now you got that Sean 
Sap or whatever his name is from Fightful. Yeah. But then, like, he won't break a news story. you got to pay for fucking Patreon to go on there to get his news stories. But then, if you wait five minutes, Wrestle Inc. or somebody will have it up for free. So, yeah. don't wait. Why fucking pay Patreon? Speaking of Dave Meltzer, really quick. I uh, just fluffed up on my Twitter. It says, At SmackDown tonight, fans are banned from taking photos or video immediate re- ejection. I can understand the video perfectly. Photos, sorry, that's way over the line. Fuck you, Dave Meltzer. You're just upset because now people can't send you pictures you can use in your goddamn newsletter. Fuck out of here. I'm glad your little pussy-ass guy that was at NXT got kicked the fuck out, whatever his name is, J.J. Williams, and probably Marcus Wills' best friend or some bullshit. Oh, but, yeah. By the way, no. fuck you, Marcus Wills. <laughs> but, like, but yeah. oh, Toddy Codd, you cut A.W. Marcus Wills followed Rance, and I was like, what the fuck? And so I blocked him. That's the only person I have ever blocked on Twitter. So, Marcus Wills, if you hear this, fuck you. I blocked There's you. always a side to the story that that no one else hears. Like, that guy has probably been spooling fucking NXT and shit for five what, years. Isn't there, isn't there a, a, a Twitter page where it's just all that shit that Dave Meltzer is incorrectly? Yeah, that's got wrong. There is. See, that's the thing, too, is like everyone hangs on his word like it's like fucking like he's Jesus Christ, but he's not. I really, on, so, let's get this finished. Let's finish this episode up, and we'll, we'll kind of move on really quick. Episode ruined or redeemed, guys? Uh, I'm going redeemed. I'm going to go redeemed as well. Redeemed 100%. MVP. Steve Mongo McMichael. I fuck, I'm going to agree with I you. I am going well. to agree with you as well. It added some realism to the show. I love if, it. If I had to go wrestler or not, just personality, though, I'd go Razor. For wow. his promo and stuff, you know, putting over the backland stuff, I think I would go Razor on that. You know, I I'm, or the heavenly bodies. I, I'm actually gonna go with uh, I'm actually gonna go with the smoking guns as my I'm, oh. if we gotta go workers. They they they're a good oh. tag team. I feel like they are definitely underrated as a tag team. Mm. Brandon, it's rough because there was a lot of really good showings. I'm still gonna go with Mongo. No, well, <laughs> he worked. He worked. I the, said. Uh, I mean, Mongo's, Mongo's our choice across the board. Yeah, but even though like technically he didn't work a match, the angle he worked I think was the most convincing thing on the show. So. Yeah, I like with that. Coma. And match of the night. I uh, think this one's... Uh, real quick, uh, that Twitter page is Admiral Lord Baron Mount Evans. Uh, it's at Lord underscore Mount Evans. Um, so please check him out. Um, he's hilarious. He's uh, he's both... Is he following Wrestling Run? I know he's following Rants. I, I, he may. I'm not sure. Wow. Uh, match of the match night. Match of the night. Heavenly Body Smoking Guns. <sighs> Tag team match, yeah. Cross the board. I mean, we, we shit on WWF, but their tag division... Well, well, well they have. It's not been bad. They don't overdo it. We don't have a concession stand brawl like fucking Nasty Boys and Booker T. But we also don't have smoking hot Sherry Martell out there for Brandon to look at. That's true. I think the one thing they got wrapped right smoking guns, but Sunny with them. Oscar does have some big tits, though. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps them under that sweater, though, so you can't see. Sunday Night Slam, guys. Hell yeah. They keep talking about it. We're not watching it, so we're going to go over it really Fuck quick. you guys. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> so, Sunday Night Slam, this aired on the following Sunday uh, of this show, uh, which would have been the 26th, I believe it's the 26th of, uh, of March. They taped this show the same night as the Raw tapings, which you were alluding to the next episode. We get one match. They recorded that match as well for this uh, for Raw. But we got to see Jeff Jarrett uh, get disqualified after Razor attacks Backlund because he wants to keep... <laughs> and then Jarrett beats the shit out of Razor. <laughs> yes. Good shit. Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Sione. 
Who and then Lex Luger uh, finally defeated Tatanka to finally end this fucking feud. I'm really upset about that. I wanted to go for another. So this months. is the blow off. You got you got the blow off finally from SummerSlam '94 in fucking August '94 and March of '95. Great storytelling, guys. You know, and I, the, what's great about like Luger beating Tatanka is this like this this basically opens the doorway for like fuck. Now I can leave the WWF <laughs> or now I'm a contender for the Intercontinental Title. Oh, wait, that didn't happen? Contender for the WWF title, right? No. Oh, wait, that didn't happen either. Yeah, I think you could put Luger in there with... Then he gets put in a crappy tag team with Bulldog. I think they could have done something they, with that tag team. They could team. have done something with that, but it didn't work out. Well, I mean... Just like your fucking U.S. citizenship didn't work out. That's a lie. He's still here. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, not, hey, they nice hadn't found him yet. They hadn't found him Exactly. Brandon, do you want to pull up the, uh, the rules for this draft that uh, we're going to have eventually as a bonus episode? Let me let me get these real quick. So Brandon came up with this idea, and we kind of like we said we alluded to it. Um, but we have some rules to this draft. Spoiler: Travis wins. Oh, I got a pretty good strategy. All right, we will take the entirety of the WWF, WCW, and ECW rosters from 1995. So basically, if you were there on January 1st. Of, of, of 1995 all the way through December 31st, December 31st of 1995 in any of these three companies. companies, even if it was for a day, you are eligible for this draft. Well and mercy. Man, man, well, there you go. There you go. Travis has shown his hand and why he's going to get lose. a battle royal going on. So <laughs> we're going to do a snake draft and uh, Eddie, because he's the champion, he'll get first draft pick. You know what, guys? Since I'm already, can I, should I go ahead and announce my number one overall draft pick? Oh, yes. It's your number one. You Fuck, go ahead. Should I go ahead and do it? Go ahead and yeah. do it. It's the fucking Steiner Brothers. Oh, well, that just gave me mine. So I'm <laughs> good to go. Well, that doesn't really... Okay, fine. You can use that. That's actually will be in the... We're going to be drafting separately for, like... But that'll be your first draft pick yeah. for your tag team. So, okay. okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Excellent read, choice. Read, read the rules. Enough. So, we're going to get eight guys for a singles competition. Basically, I mean, you can do it any way you want to, but my thinking is, like, you got four main eventers, four mid-card four. guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll each... Uh, we will draw uh, four tag teams. We'll have two managers, two commentators, one backstage announcer, and one ring announcer. Then we're going to have a supplemental draft. The supplemental draft is going to be blind. So we will be randomly assigned four extra single competitors and two tag teams. So this could benefit us greatly, or it could be a so, huge man. detriment. So as I, as I used my first pick on the Steiner Brothers, are we... Are we doing it basically like you get the first like thing is we're doing single stars and then we're doing tag teams? We're going to do singles. Then we're going to do... Uh, so do I get the first in each category? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you get the signers. That's an excellent choice. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't hurt me at all. Well, it hurts me because I... I, I, Why would you not think I would take the Steiner Brothers? So, so, well, I mean, I I didn't... I wasn't planning on uh, showing my hand, but since you've... uh, you've Heavily heavily bodies is mine. So you <laughs> just go ahead and uh, trickle on down to like the fucking nasties. Okay. <laughs> I, I have a different direction to go in. Okay. I, have, I actually have a good direction. I'm what gonna we're going to do then, once we have our rosters, um, we will entertain basically everybody that's left in the draft pool. They're eliminated. Like they're they're done. We will only be able to trade from the people that we have drafted or have been assigned to us. Mm-hmm. And those, 
you know, we will give us a designated amount of time to do this, and then once that's done, it's done. You're stuck with the people you got. Teacher, yes, teacher, I have a question. Yes. Um, let's say I have to trade two people for one. Do yes. I get to get somebody? No. To nope. fill that empty spot? No. No, oh, that fucking That's what these extra four people oh, basically God. are. King Kong Bundy. Trade bait. Trade bait. God, I hope, you, extra get, I hope people. you get King Kong Bundy. I hope I get Bundy and Hacksaw, because it's a gimmick in itself. <laughs> after, after we have Tag settled our rosters, we'll take a break. And then each of us will come up with a federation name for each of us, a title for all our event, and we will have a world or equivalent heavyweight champion, a middle champion, and a tag team championship. On our card, we have to have three title matches, and we are allowed to use one gimmick match, and then beyond that, you can fill your card out with as many matches as you There's want. There's no other gimmick matches, only one Only gimmick one gimmick match. So we're only booking one card. So only, might as well go, only one card. for broke. So no uh, TV's up to the... Oh, no. well, you can, if you want to tell the, the, the story, story of how you got there. Yeah. yeah that's cool. That's, that's, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll entertain that. Okay. And then we'll, we'll, we will uh, turn our, our cards over to uh, Wrestling Ruined uh, Commissioner... Uh, Trenton Bowser, and he will uh, deliver oh, Project Louder. Uh, it's a Project Louder. TJ's a cuck, <laughs> <laughs> and and he will, uh, in his infinite wisdom, decide you know who who walks away with you know so yeah. on and so forth. I'll slip him no maple syrup, you asshole. <laughs> what <laughs> you're, you're gonna you're, you're gonna, gonna bribe you're gonna, gonna slip him a loony, aren't you're, you? You're gonna <laughs> bribe him with that mount me hat, aren't you? <laughs> Sure, <laughs> <laughs> guys. So we're excited for that draft. Like you said, like uh, I said, my my first pick as for the tag teams is the Steiner brothers. Heavenly bodies, heavenly bodies. You want to go ahead and say who your third is, or mm-hmm. or, or, or since you're oh third. okay, uh-huh. secretive over there. No, no. It's because we and took his first two picks. And since we're going in a snake draft, that means I get to do back-to-back. Yep. So we're just thinking about that. I know. Oh, I want to get stuck with the Steiner Brothers because oh. the nasty voice. Fuck. American males start to strike. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Duplicate Bagwell. It's fine. You don't get to You don't get to go back-to-back. <laughs> oh, I know my you God. Do. <laughs> American males and it's a Judy Bagwell on a board. <laughs> oh, man. Judy's not available. It's, 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 the, it's the nasty voice versus... <laughs> This is American Males winning is Judy. <laughs> They're taking her to Nasty City. <laughs> Penny City. Oh, oh, shave my coin purse, Mom. <laughs> Just imagine Jerry Sags under that dress. <laughs> uh, he come out with less teeth than he went in with. It's like a night with Bonnie Lester for Brandon. Whoa, whoa. She's a saint. I want to hear that. Guys, we appreciate you sticking around for this one. It is so good to get the taste of WCW out of our mouth. Um, <laughs> so fucking seriously. Brandon Rants. Fuck you, Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we we just had uh, a excellent episode of Rants come out on the the first of August for the thirty fifth anniversary of Jason Lives. Um, it's got a pretty good response. Uh, later in the month, we're we're doing a uh, watch long for Death Wish three. But I'll go ahead and announce what we're going to be doing for September. So we're going to do something a little different. Uh, a we're going to do a bracket tournament to decide the greatest film produced by the Canon Group, uh, Schlockmeisters of the 1980s, in an episode uh-huh. we're going to be calling The Canon Cup. So yes. me, Fat Fuck Scott, and, and Fat Tony, uh, uh, card subject to change, will uh, <laughs> we'll deliberate and we're going to you know go through the, the mix and decide which of these movies will reign supreme. If possible, I would love to make my uh, return in October as per tradition, if possible. 
Definitely, definitely in the cards. And fuck you, Travis. We don't want you on that podcast. <laughs> no, thanks, man. I just sit back and Travis like, "Oh, would you do Halloween Resurrection? Yeah, go fuck yourself." <laughs> yeah, Travis. As, 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 Travis, as soon as we decide to do uh, Halloween Resurrection, when we have hit that that level of like, there's obscure, nothing else. Why can't we just that? watch that and rants after dark? If we do, it'll probably be that. <laughs> so I could be there and be like, this is shit. Take a shot every time the movie sucks. We're dead. <laughs> yeah, NGW guys as well. You know, we, uh, we're we creeping up. We just announced today uh, Calvin Tangman versus Moose. 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 Uh, so, I mean, it's going to be a fucking hoss battle. Uh, we have a lot of new guys debuting. We have uh, Sage Phillips. Uh, also, uh, Cole Radrick, who's making a, a name for himself uh, all over the country right now. Um it's 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 getting closer and closer. Uh, hopefully, knock on wood, everything with uh, um, COVID kind of holds off yeah. and we don't run into any issues the rest of the year. Uh, I know at my job, I just had to go back to wearing masks on Wednesday. So that's fun. Uh, well, and then, of course, I've got my eBay store, TGL Man 12, been putting up a lot more stuff. Just sold about uh, $1,200 worth of stuff this week. So we're motors in right along. A lot of rare stuff there, guys. Uh, Crockett Cup, 86. Someone is after that bad boy hard from Canada. <laughs> but guess what? If your ass can't come off the extra $150 to get it, you're not getting it. I think it's insulting. <laughs> <laughs> after everything you've gone through, why the fuck would you get rid of that? Like, I know that you, you want this monetary thing, but like that's a, that is a... Classic. It's a rare no. piece of history. It's a piece of history. Like put it is the first what, Crockett what's, VHS. What's the tag what's the tag match that's really good on there? Was it the Fantastics and who was it? Was it? I want to say it's the Fantastics and the, and the, 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 the Sheep Herders. Yeah, I think that was the it match. Is, it was yeah. a really good fucking match. But I mean it's one of the rarest tapes out there. A lot of people didn't really I never really thought it existed. I had to do a lot of research to find out that it actually was a real tape. There was a spot they do where he like does a backflip and he lands on his feet or like a, a back body drop and lands on his feet. I finally sold Michael Hayes and the Bad Street Band. How much did somebody pay for that? $275 somebody for Somebody paid $275. Yeah, let's go. Michael Hayes did. <laughs> hey, but <laughs> no, actually some dude from Canada again. Can- Canadians really love <laughs> My eBay store, and I rip you guys apart on this podcast. I am sorry. They I just do it to make fun of Brady. It's funny because they do it out of spite to you. <laughs> like, we're going to pay you this money. Uh. I'm just saying, like, if you've got to sell Crockett 86, Crockett Cup 86 to anybody, it should be an American. I mean, I think so. I did sell all three seasons of uh, Lucha Underground for $60 a piece. Holy shit. Whoever bought those, you have shit taste in wrestling. Oh, Matt Cross wrestled for those. MLW they is bringing it back. They had some good people. You know what? Fuck MLW. It's, it's called an Aztec Underground or something now. Oh, like that, bringing it back. Uh, that, that really inspires confidence in the quality. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, wrestling that uh, where there's... <laughs> Uh, fucking murder mysteries and shit. Well, Fuck you, Impact, and, and so on and so forth. And if, if no one else is going to say it, I just want to say thank you to ProjectLouder.net for hosting our podcast. Fuck you, Brandon TJ. usually does that. And Fuck you, TJ. He left it out this time, so I mean, I'm picking up slack here. Yeah, yeah. guys, definitely check Wrestling Ruined out on uh, Instagram, or Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook, at Wrestling Ruined. Uh, definitely check out Rants uh, from the Black Lodge, at Rants... Uh, at Rance Black, Black Lodge. Lodge. You can check us out on our homepage at JuicyKruger.com. And definitely check out NGW at NextGenTN. Also, NextGenTN.net to get merch and tickets. Guys, uh, I'm so glad we're past the BCW, and I'm uh, looking forward to the shittiest WrestleMania. 
Hell yeah. I think the uh, the next week's Raw, I'm really looking forward to that. Not really, not necessarily looking forward to WrestleMania for the sake of it. I'm looking forward to Brett Owen. No, whole but, but there but there are, it, it's anything's better than what we've done so far. So, Agreed. On, onward and upward, buddies. Till next time, guys. I'm Eddie, along with Travis and Brandon, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.